you're obviously a Virgo with an aqua and a Virgo and a sag. And mm-hmm. I was like, this makes so much sense. It's why we struggle so much when we're upset because <laughs> our uh. Virgo's like, oh my God, let's talk this out. And we're like, shut the fuck up. I have my own, pres- I only my, like, leave me alone. I have my own contingency plan of how I handle that. And we all just want to feel, want to be real. Yeah, we all just want to feel, want to be real. Hey, Lulu Hello. I'm Ilana. And it's Jack. Wow. And welcome to another episode of The Vicious Virgos. Nice intro. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about moon signs and we definitely have done a moon sign episode, but first of all, the moon sign episode is not my favorite thing we've ever done. It's so old. It's old. I don't like the fact that I say, um, every five seconds. Right. Right. Jacqueline says, right. You guys can, do you do a drinking game where you count that because you'd get like very from drunk the old, from the old episodes. Yeah. Um, is a shot and right is, I don't know, a sip of beer or something. You'd be very drunk. Um, okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But also that episode really went over what moon signs are and kind of went over the basics. This is going to be more about compatibility and how you can use your moon sign to discover your compatibility with another person. So I can't wait to talk about it because we haven't talked about moon signs formally in a while. Ilana said that there's a lot of information in here that is going to make me go... I don't agree with that. I kind of took a lot of that out. You I was did? Like, yeah, because it was conflicting, but we can talk about it. But I love it when we contradict ourselves because it shows that we're <laughs> learning. Growing. Duh. Before we get started, I just want to mention again that there is a book that just came out called The Just Go Project Guide, Astrological Guide to Every Relationship and Situationship. It's a book I wrote, oh God, over a year ago. Last year, yeah. Yeah, it just came out and it's so near and dear to me because it's witty and fun and very easy to understand. It's got dialogue in it. It has beautiful, cute little pictures and diagrams and it's just really cute and awesome. It's a great coffee table book or something to give to a friend for, for any present, whatever. I really can't recommend it enough. It's it's also a great gift. It's I super cute. I really y'all. believe it's a great gift. It's yeah. so cute. If if you're not following Just Girl Project, then like you shouldn't even be listening to this. Yeah, but Ilana has been sharing some of the illustrations that we can can be found in the book on Instagram. Yeah. So if you're curious or you want to take a sneak peek at it, that's a great place to start. Yeah. And I mean, I also obviously have a lot of commentary about what these things mean. And we talk a lot about relationships between different signs from family and friends to relationships and situationships and heartbreak. So please go check it out. It's available worldwide, um, everywhere, Amazon, Target, the works. So you could just find it by Googling or you could find it with the link in our bio on Just Girl Project or we're going to include it in the episode description moving forward for a while anyway. Okay, let's do it. Okay, great. So that's that. All the all the housekeeping is away. Yeah, I think so. This is this is one of the last episodes I'm going to be recording while I'm here. I think yeah. we have one more that we're going to try and get to before I leave. But just so everyone knows, Ilana twisted my arm and I bought my ticket back last night. <laughs> so was that last night or was it two nights it was, ago? I was going to say it's like two nights. Is it two ago. nights yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. So I will be back on. Oh, well, at least sitting on the couch. I sleep in a bed now. We'll be back sitting on the couch recording with her uh, next year. Yeah, next year, probably. Because yeah, and you know. This, this episode is important. So listen to it because, <laughs> you know, it's the last one forever. Just eh, whatever. Last one of 2022 that we're going to be recording together in person. That's weird to think about, isn't it? I know. Well, this year sucked for me, so I'm done. I want to move on with my life. 
this was uh, Ilana and I realized that we have this pattern of like if I have a good year she has a bad year and if I have a bad year she has a good yeah. year and it's so weird mm-hmm. so before we get started I want to talk a little bit about our moon signs oh do you yes I do and what they mean to us what they say about who we are like our identity our emotions and our compatibility briefly obviously we're not going to go into too much detail so tell me about your moon sign I'm an Aquarius moon in the seventh house. <laughs> I don't even I don't even remember. Oh, I know what my moon sign's house is. Keep going. Yes. I think that I embody everything that an Aquarian moon is. What does that mean? To me, it means I'm someone who outwardly expresses my emotions through words and logic. And I have an internal rationalization process that happens to where I can, I have to figure out if I can give myself permission to emote without reason. Yeah. Sounds like an air moon. And for you, is it like a point of pride? Is it something you fear? Like, how do you feel about your moon sign? I love my aqua moon, but I yeah. do know that it annoys people. Mm. Uh, but does it annoy you? No, it doesn't. Well, then it doesn't matter what other people It really think. doesn't. No. Yeah. Tell me about your moon, your sag moon, your sagamones. Yeah, I love being a sag moon. It's, you know, Jack and I are both Virgos, but we're very different in how we process emotion. I think also our needs are quite different. A lot of things about us are quite different. And that has to do with a lot of different parts of our chart. But the moon sign is very evident when we have conversations about emotions. Because I'm of the mindset that you can just feel things without having to attach any meaning to it. I don't, I'm not saying that's better or worse it's just how I react it's very impulsively and I just passionately kind of emote and that's always been really normal for me and I know for a lot of people that's like a lot but that's just who I am and when I'm around somebody that's similar it's like I've found somebody that gets me and it feels very comforting and I'm sure you feel the same way when you're around like Colin yeah another aqua moon specifically because obviously air moons in general but when you're around someone that's exactly like you it's pretty interesting I like being a sag moon. I think it gives me an inspirational edge that I really appreciate. It makes me want to really listen to people. My whole goal in life is to not talk at all and just listen. And I think that's something I'm learning like in therapy, especially in couples therapy and learning to connect to people, put my ego aside. And that's the sag to me. It's the one that wants to do better for the collective. The Virgo doesn't want to do that. The Virgo is all about themselves, but (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's about serving others. But I think the sag part, it makes me more exciting. So I like being a sag moon like a lot. When I meet another sag moon, we just instantly click and I love it. Yeah. Well, that's like, that's like me and Colin. We're together. Like we're very like observant people. Like we like to, I could see Colin and I sitting on a park bench all day, just watching people and being like, what do you think they do? Like, what do you think they do? Yeah. And I would say, what do you think they're thinking about and feeling? Yeah. Because Colin and I do that. And I'm like, what do you think their like emotional landscape looks like? Or what do you think their passions are? And he's always like thinking about something totally up in the air. And I just think it's interesting. So well, you know, well, it's it, like fire represents to me passion in a heart and air represents almost like the brain and, you know, things that are more out of body. Well, yeah, like usually like if you have an Aquarian moon, you're going to be more concerned with like the mental function versus like the messiness that comes with human emotion. Not to say that like people with, you know, Aquarian moons don't have feelings. It's just I think we're more conceptual and intellectual with how we express them. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have feelings and they'll come in extreme emotional outbursts, which is what I've read a lot about with Aquarians. And they're incredibly emotional, but it's like a brewing fire that eventually goes ballistic. And it only happens, it's like an earthquake. It only happens sometimes, kind of similar to Taurus. It Mm. just takes a lot to get them there. And that's why heartbreak is a big thing. 
But I think we both love our moons and, you know, the more I learn about moon signs, the more I identify with it even more so than the Virgo. So I love moon signs and I, I really encourage all of you to look up your moon sign. It's once you discover it, it's like you found your heart. You're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, I, I'm going to throw you for a loop now because you're like, well, I identify with my, you know, my Sagittarian moon I do. more than my Virgo. But do you think you just identify with the Sagittarian stellium in your chart? Sure. But, you know, at the same time, that's not what today's episode's about. Okay, Throw them off. Okay. If you want to listen to stelliums, go listen to it. So let's talk about compatibility because that's like the only thing that people will ever care about with astrology. Which is why we it constantly is. throw that into our episodes. Like, we're going to talk about compatibility now to make but sure we, we have your attention. Are today. Yeah. You're Last welcome. time we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not going to be like, you know, matching everyone up with everyone else. But just hear me out. So when you first dive into astrology, obviously you think about the sun sign, your zodiac sign. We, we want to better understand our partner and compatibility with potential partners through the lens of a zodiac. That's why we end up usually looking at that sort of thing. But if your sun sign isn't something you fully identify with, it's time to look at the rest of your chart and go deeper. There's other episodes where you can learn more because in reality, your full natal chart is a snapshot of not just the sun, but also the moon and the planet's placements in the sky at the like literal exact moment you were born, meaning it's a full picture of who you are. It's like it's when a you, screenshot. It's when you go to the doctor and you, you know, you don't just ask them about one part of your body or just your head. You want to know about everything. That's what I read. It's like your DNA. So when you work with a professional astrologer, they can tell you what each of those placements and how they interact with one another means, not only for your personality and your life path, but for your very intimate relationships. It's like the supreme spiritual holistic practice. Yes. And the universe's take on it as well. And mm. the energy that's going on, which is what's so cool about astrology. So for us, one of the most important placements to look at is the moon. When it comes to your emotional connections, one of the most important building blocks is your moon sign. Because in our opinion, this is a sweeping declaration. The moon sign is just as important as the sun. If not more. I will fall my grave with that. But what is a moon sign? We kind of talked about it. The sun speaks to who you are at your core, your identity, your sense of self, plus how you experience self-esteem and confidence in astrology. The moon represents your intuition and memories, the parts of you you feel deeply but may keep to yourself. And you probably only show it to people that are really close to you or people that you really get to know. Your moon sign is the zodiac sign that the moon was in when you were born. It shows you how your reactions are to things and how you nurture others and yourself. It's how you emote. It's your emotional compass, basically. The moon is the intuitive often mysterious partner that helps color your emotional identity. That's why we think of it as like the, with the water signs, it's a little mysterious. Hmm. It's all about the experiences, people, material items that offer you a sense of security. So it's not just your feelings. It impacts how you connect emotionally with others, which helps you identify partners who have kind of similar emotional writing than you. And this can build very long lasting connections because once you bond with someone on an emotional level, it's just, you know, that's it. If you don't yet know your moon, there are online tools to get your natal chart breakdown or just like a moon sign calculator if that's all you need. Ideally, you'll need to know your exact time of birth because the moon does change every two to two and a half days. But Jack and I do this thing. We don't know when someone's born that we do 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. and see if it changes. And then if it doesn't, it's the same moon sign. Then we're like, oh, oh okay. We're good yeah. here. Yeah. To be honest, moon signs, in our opinion, they just hold more weight when it comes to compatibility than even the sun can. The sun signs can be a little bit superficial. It's kind of like a LinkedIn resume being on paper. So it is important, but the moon sign can just offer a lot more clarity. Moon signs can determine the longevity of the relationship because you're basically the same on the inside. 
So you can kind of tell what, how you're going to handle problems and how you're going to get through emotional turmoil, basically. And that's, mm. that's a big deal when it comes to relationships. Interesting. Yeah. Obviously, sun signs are very important. But if you don't have any sort of emotional compatibility, that can be a challenge. It doesn't mean that it's going to be, but it can be. So how do you find compatibility with the moon? So by understanding your moon sign, then comparing to a current or potential person, you will better be able to get a sense of your emotional connection and your compatibility. So when looking for natural compatibility between two charts, astrologers use what we call synastry. It's literally like they put the charts on top of each other and they're like, okay, how compatible are these two people? And there's a lot of elements to this. So if you want to look for the following positive aspects, which is a word for the relationship and distance between two celestial bodies, we have an episode on aspects. It's awesome. Go listen to it. You want to look at which element. So there's obviously water, fire, earth, and air your moon sign falls under. So obviously, if you guys don't know this, I'm really sorry. Fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Earth. Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Air. Gemini, Libra, and Aqua. And water. Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And then another thing to consider, and we're going to talk about aspects right now. So once again, if you don't understand, Jack will explain it or you can listen to the episode. So moon conjunct or trine moon. Okay. So what that means is your moon either shares the same sign or Ilana will roll her eyes at me if I say house, but it means if you share the same sign as someone else's and trying is usually when you share the same element. Yes. So looking at how your moon compares to a partner's is as simple as seeing if you have the same or similar emotional compass. If your moon are on the same sign, this means they're conjunct and you're bound to understand one another's greatest sensitivities. Also your behaviors, your experiences, and the items that bring you comfort and security. So that could be like a blanket or it could be a car. <laughs> if your moon happens to fall in the same element, then you're also likely to find your emotional connection comes naturally. So if your moon is in Pisces and like your spouse's is in Cancer, you're both water moons. You'll vibe on the aspects of life that water signs tend to drive comfort in from like nurturing your home life and pouring your feelings into creative outlets and, you know, okay. proms and shit like that. Oh my <laughs> so God. if the moon is conjunct, or trying. So how your moon fits with a partner's sun sign or vice versa can also be key. Remember the sun represents your core identity. So if one person's emotional personality is the same or similar to the other person's sense of self, you might feel like you see one another in a really meaningful kind of like soul connection type of way. Hmm. You have to look for a conjunction. So one person's moon sign happens to be the other person's sun sign or trine. Again, which means same element. Exactly. One partner's sun and the other partner's moon are in the same element. So, I mean, that's another way to look at it. If you don't don't freak out and be like, oh my God, the moons aren't connected. It's probably why I'm drawn to people who are Aquarians. Yeah, 100%. And then the moon conjunct or trine Venus. So your Venus sign reflects how you relate. We do have an episode on this. I love Venus. Look it up. The planet that rules romance, beauty, money, and art. If one person's Venus sign is the same conjunct as the other moon sign or the two signs happen to fall in the same element, trine, you'll have an innate understanding of what brings the other person happiness and shapes their sense of wonder. I think that's neat. (laughs) Okay. So for example, like my boo has a Venus that is conjunct my moon. Exactly. Yeah. So just because you don't have compatible moon signs doesn't mean you're not like going to be together. No, because our moon signs are not compatible. Exactly. So if like you really click with your partner or your crush, but your sun signs are what we would call incompatible, take a look at your moon and Venus signs. It could explain a lot. And then if that's not driving then there's other things to look at too at the end of the day we'll talk about it later but you know you can't really base your entire relationship off astrology like don't leave yes, the you relationship can. <laughs> yes you can don't lie we're so, all doing it 
Another thing to look at, which I really, really thought was so cool is lunar nodes. And we do have an episode on North and South node. Jacqueline research. It's wonderful. They're not classified as signs. They're the mathematical astronomical points at which the orbit of the moon crosses the ecliptic, the sun's path on the celestial fear. Lunar nodes are so freaking cool. They're so cool. They're so cool. They trip me out so hard. And if you don't know, you need to go research it because yeah. it literally talks about your past life and your destiny. Yeah, it's Rahu and Ketu. They're determined by the exact position of the sun and moon when you were born. The nodes function as an axis. So the south node shows your past life, like she said, the knowledge and habits you've gained from your family and ancestors, your accomplishments, and what you already know, your past life connections. And the north node represents where you're headed, what you need to venture towards, achieve, and accomplish, what you're trying to fulfill in this life. They're very karmic. And the nodes are always opposite since they're on an axis. So obviously, if you know your north node is Pisces, your south node is Virgo, etc. So in regards to a relationship, the nodes could be conjunct, and that would mean that you have a good chance of your paths crossing. So, and then the south node, there's something karmic to work out within this lifetime with that person, like the idea of fate. So think Romeo and Juliet. So my husband and I have the same, we have conjunct north and south nodes. That's what an astrologer would say is meant to be meeting. It doesn't mean you're meant to be together, but it means that you are meant to meet. There's some sort of karmic thing that you have to work out. You have to learn from it. Yeah. Or you're meant to be together. Who knows? It's, there's a lot of, you know, conversation there. So let's break down the moon signs and who they're most and least compatible with. Plus we're going to throw in some extra analysis because you know, we're Virgos. Yeah. Okay. Aries moon. And I know you all know all this, so I'm sorry in advance. So you're most compatible with, Aries moon, <laughs> Leo moon, and Sag moon. And you're least compatible with Cancer moon, Scorpio moon, and Pisces moon. So most compatible with fire moons, least compatible with water moons. And that's a theme here. You're very assertive. You're excitable. You're very bold. You kind of walk around exuding confidence because you're a fucking Aries and that's what you do. And you're all about cutting to the chase. You're very independent, action-oriented. You love a challenge and you need someone who can keep up with you and also give you enough attention. Oh, of course. You're prone to falling in love really quickly. But you know what they say, the flame that burns twice as bright burns twice as fast. So it's an in and out situation. So have you have lots of intense short lived flings. It takes a special, exciting person to really tie you down. You're quick thinking and straight to the point. You take an active stance in almost any situation. You're a great fit for fiery moons and air moons because there's so much to talk about. You can connect over things like nostalgia, the drama or gossip, and your emotions, of course. Gemini moon is a good example here. I want to talk about today about maybe the ones that are compatible, maybe not the most compatible always. like I like to talk about air and fire, obviously. So Gemini moon sees Aries as a kindred spirit. And Aries is going to laugh their ass off with Gemini. Like they have, they make them laugh more than anybody. Cause obviously, you know, it's Gemini. Aries and Leo connect on a soul level. They can feel the other in, intuitively. They mirror one another. So they get along really, really well. Probably the best to be honest, besides other Aries. These two will mirror each other's actions and reactions, which helps them get along in this amazing way. Aries and Sag have a lot of fun together. They laugh, they cry, they kind of drink away the pain together with tequila, all that stuff. They're the life of the party and they're always there for one another. And then the thing that doesn't really work for this moon is that the emotional heaviness of a water moon, that's going to put out the fire and the earth signs are going to bore them. So that's why I feel like those are the two that are just very challenging to overcome. Now, of course, if you have this, obviously, and this will be a theme, you have the synastry with the, the Venus and everything. I get that. But we're just talking plainly about the two moons. Moon compatibility. 
What's your across. favorite match for Aries moon? Oh, geez. Um, Leah. Yes, but I want to pair them with something else that's going to like make them go, what the hell? I think Aquarius. I was thinking yeah. Gemini, but you know me, yeah. I'm partial to no, a, Gemini too. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm yeah. partial to a Gemini moon, which is actually why I had to look up someone's chart because I wanted to see what their moon was. And sure enough, they have a Gemini moon. And I was like, hmm, this is why you've always been like in my in my side. Um, yeah, I just I I struggle to appreciate the simplicity and practicality of trying aspects when it comes to compatibility. I just think people should branch out of their own and learn more and push themselves a little bit more. Now, however, if you found yourself with someone, you're like, oh my God, we just like vibe. And you realize like, oh, that's because they have an element that's in the moon or, you know, that's the same as my moon. That doesn't mean like break up with them and go like, you know, punish yourself by trying to find someone who's going to teach you something like, you know, I'm just always here. And Ilana can back me up because she feels the same. It's like, what's the lesson I'm supposed to learn from this? So... I don't know. I, I do. I think it's, I think learning is beautiful and I'm not saying that taking the easy way out is finding someone that is the same element, but I might be saying that. So Aries moon, cause I really want to make sure we're diving into each of these. So Aries moon is a really interesting moon because Aries is the ultimate fire sign. So they're going to feel emotion more than any of the others in a way that's very quick and also fades really quickly. That's why I think that Libra would be really interesting as well, because Libra is very similar. They're, they're very idealistic, very quick to, once they fall in love, they fall hard. And I could see that being something Aries is into. I mean, obviously I love air and fire together. The ones I wanted to cover were like the highlights that the astro trends really pointed out. And mm-hmm. they're like, obviously like gods and astrology, but it seemed to me like Leo was the ultimate, like they, they connect in a way that's, it's a soulmate. And I think that's really cool. And I never would, I guess I would have thought that was Sagittarius. But I mean, when you see fire signs together, it's really special. It's like they found their missing puzzle piece. And I think that having two fire moons together, I mean, I know when I meet a fire moon, it's electric. It is not like that with air moons. When we're on another fire, it's like I feel like my entire body is lit up. And I think being around an Aries moon, and I know a few, would feel really good for me as a sag moon. So, this moon might seem intense for you to have and you might like not like it because you're like, oh, it's so impulsive, but it's a really cool. Mo- I mean, honestly, everything I read about Aries moon, it's it's so independent. They really own their emotions. They're confident. They're, they don't let anything get in their way. I mean, that's amazing. That's a driven ass person who starts things. So I like this moon. I think it's great. Just, you know, don't don't necessarily pair yourself with a life partner who's going to be the boring one who grounds you, but maybe go into business with that person. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. So Taurus moon, (laughs) this is Jacqueline's boyfriends. I feel like it's, it's a good one. It they're most compatible with other Tauruses, Virgo moons and Capricorn moons. And they're least compatible with Gemini moon, Libra moon and Aqua moon. Like me. Yeah. They're known for their pleasure seeking and stable sensibilities. They love security and beauty rituals, like skincare, got a, you know, turmeric, golden milk, whatever it is. And the knowledge that they're building something worthwhile, especially when it comes to relationships, they're risk averse. They're very prone to possessiveness as well. They have a steadfast source of support for those they love. Maybe to a fault. Yes. They're known for their stubborn nature, making it difficult to cut through their strong will, especially in love. But beyond that, they're a lover of luxury and comfort. Everybody knows that. 
If you can find another Taurus who shares in your indulgences, that would be great. But you could also butt heads when it actually already counts. And that's going to be a problem. Taurus and Cancer are my favorite match. They're able to connect over their need for security and commitment. They both value building a strong foundation and they create a home life together. We always talk about Cancer and Taurus and how like we how do. amazing their, their home would be. We talk about them on the Best Couples episode. And then Taurus and Virgo moons are both practical and they appreciate the way the other reacts calmly to intense situations. Taurus will ask Virgo for advice and Virgo will listen to their concerns carefully. Taurus and Pisces moon, they're best friends who offer one another support. They're both superly creative and they love fun dates like concerts or art gallery showings. They always have the best time just doing really fun, creative things. They crave a partnership with routine and stability and tradition, but they obviously could do well to spice it up once in a while. Air moons might be a bit too out there for them, while fire might be a bit too spicy. However, what I read <laughs> is that Aries can actually be an interesting partner for Taurus hmm. and Libra, apparently, as well. And that was an interesting take on it that I hadn't really thought of because Libra obviously is going to appeal. They both have the same sort of material interests and lovers of luxury. And that's what your moon signs about. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you know, Venus rules Taurus and Libra. And I think when you share the same planet, there is a connection there, especially on a soul level. And then with, you know, Aries, I mean, they're just opposites. So I think they rev them up and the other one calms them down. I don't see it, but I get it. And I think, I mean, any pairing could be like that, to be honest. That's true. How do you feel about Taurus moons? (laughs) They're very patient, very, very patient. Um, maybe maybe a little too loyal. Uh, and I know that people may argue with me and be like, you can't ever be too loyal, but you can. Well, yeah, you can. Yeah, you definitely. I'm not saying you're going to argue with me. Look at Romeo and Julia. I'm saying that <laughs> other people might. But, you know, from my experience and what I've seen thus far is that they'll take quite a beating before they finally crack. And I don't really know if that's a super healthy thing. Um, but I do enjoy, I can't believe I'm saying this. I enjoy how loving they are. They're very cozy people. They want to skip the gym and snuggle and eat pizza in bed. They want to nest. So, well, or at least allow someone to do the nesting for them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, It's been interesting because there's so much that is so different than me and the way I process things. However, we are finding a new way to communicate that is uh, more in line with how I do things because I'm a Virgo and I do everything right. So yeah, I just had to say it. Uh, And I'm saying that to a Capricorn. So, you know, (laughs) tough shit. I do enjoy them though. I do. I think that they're very, I don't know, they're just squishy. Yeah, they also have a paternal nature to them. I know that the moon is often associated with the mom, but for me, Taurus moons are very paternal. I don't know why. Do you think that's what because that your grandpa was a Taurus? Maybe. Yeah, that could totally be it. I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's probably what it, that is. It just got a very fatherly. It yeah, it's a caretaker role. I do think that the Taurus moon they do value luxury, but they also really value security, and that means that they take care of their own. Yes. But they yes. don't necessarily want to fight people. They just want to make sure they take care of everyone. And that is obviously the, their downfall. And they have yes. to work on that. And yes. laziness. <laughs> yeah, I think that they can unfortunately be quite easily taken advantage of. 
until someone else points it out to them and then they're like oh shit who do you like the best with then if you had to pick another moon for them uh i can't start my own yeah duh. i know always i know bonnie always. not bonnie no not bonnie and clyde it's like no 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 who would it be like um, the berenstein bears <laughs> oh my gosh i yeah. love that book you know, I show. Call, you know what i never watched the show but i call there's a reason i call my brother's brother bear oh because of the bear from the berenstein bears, bears. oh my god yes. i loved it so much i like the girl she's so sassy the little girl oh my gosh like she's such hat. a you know what she reminds me of she reminds me of dw from arthur yes yes absolutely just kind of like a sassy little brat always sassy little sisters they always have to be whatever that's just how his little sisters are i guess okay gemini moon most compatible with gemini moon their twin libra moon and aqua moon they're least compatible with taurus virgo and capricorn can confirm by the way they're known for their emotionally smart and chatting nature. They're always moving from place to place, paramour to paramour. Communication is the name of the game for them because they are ruled by Mercury. Thank you. They tend to process and feel their emotions by talking them through, just like Aquarius Moon. They love chatting about concepts and ideas, and they need a fellow chatterbox. Or if you know what a chatty Cathy is. I'm totally a chatty Thank Kathy. Thank you very much. Some people are like, what is that? I'm like, oh my God, you're too young. To help keep the convo going. While they can be indecisive in love always, <clears throat> they want to find their twin flame really bad. The best way for them to find their match is to meet a like-minded soul who can reflect back all the thoughts bouncing around their head. So we're talking about other air signs. They find fulfillment with other air signs feeding into their desire to talk up a storm about intricate topics at almost any given moment. I can see Jacqueline's energy just like lifting when I talk about this. Your communicative nature can help Libra Moon learn to assert their emotions and Libra can help Gemini mellow out. Gemini and Sagittarius are opposite, which is exactly why they get along. Their mutable nature allows them to gossip and talk nonstop about everything under the sun. And the more serious signs like Capricorn or Scorpio can be really tough. And while dating a Pisces could be really nice because you're both like flirty and, you know, it's very like friends with benefits. Obviously, it could just be a fling and that could be challenging for you. So Gemini, spill on this because you like Gemini moon. You said it was your favorite moon like a couple episodes ago. So what do you like about it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm able to communicate with them super well. Like, it's very cut and dry. There's not a whole lot of feelings involved when it comes to, like, oh, you hurt my feelings or, like, things like that. It's more about the intellectual stimulation and the fact that they are someone who offers a perspective that, for some reason, I value and I haven't figured that one out yet. But it just makes my, you know me, like I want to connect with someone who's going to like, I don't want to say like mind fuck with me, but I feel exactly the same. I get it. But someone who just makes me think. Yeah, me too. So you like them with Aquarius. I love them with Aqua. Yeah. I I, love it. I like, I think Aqua and Libra are genuinely, and also another Gemini is going to be the best match for them. I get them a lot with fire though. I think Sag would be my favorite match, which I can't believe I'm saying that. But I could also see them pairing well with Leo. I mean, they'd have so much. They just laugh a lot and they'd be very charming and they would be great. You know, almost like wear their hearts on their sleeves together. I think they could get a lot out of each other. And ultimately, like all air signs, you know, they just want to talk about their feelings in the most non-feeling way. Yeah. So that's why they need to be around someone that gets that or at least someone that can try to get that. Otherwise, they're going to have a really hard time. So water moons are going to be... A uh, no. polar, uh, polarizing effect. Yeah. So it's literally what happens when cold air hits water. It freezes. Yeah. And now we're talking about the ultimate moon, the moon of all moons, the cancer moon. If you're a cancer moon, you are 
a moon. <laughs> so you're most compatible with other Cancer moons, Scorpio moons and Pisces moons. You're least compatible with Aries moon, Leo moon and Sag moon. You have to know how to understand their ever-changing feelings and they do know how to do that. The moon rules over Cancer, making you one of, if not the most emotionally charged sign. You just want to feel safe and loved and supported. You require a bit of nurturing and you take family very seriously. You may have some abandonment issues, needing reassurance from your partner often. You want to feel valued by your partner. You're very sensitive and intuitive. You're a natural caretaker, but you also need support. You tap into your feelings and empathetic nature. That's really easy for you. So dating a fellow Cancer Moon is going to be a very nurturing, caring partnership for you. I will say they are very empathic. Yes. They get it. Yeah. I'm going to throw an interesting one in there that I read. I didn't write it down because I wanted to surprise you. So Cancer and Scorpio, they bond. They're super deep, super fast. It's like, you're my person. Let's talk. Nothing can break the commitment they share. In fact, their relationship probably will last a lifetime. Unlike... Nancy and Partiz. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, which is like, they were, you know, their moons must have been off. <laughs> their moons well, must have been like, He's also just like, he just sucks. He totally sucks. Yeah. He's yeah. such a bro. He's like, such a bro. I, he just sucks. Yes. Cancer and Pisces are best friends. They're lovers because they're able to use their intuition to help them understand each other. Surprisingly, a match could be Libra. Hear me out. Because both are very relationship oriented. So they're always going to talk to each other to work out any issues by having long conversations about their feelings. That one really, I know I was like, I know. And the intense and blunt nature of fire moons is going to be way too much for their sensitive souls. Like it's not going to work, but I didn't think about, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't like cancer and Libra together, but on a moon level, I don't hate it. Well, okay. So when we get to Libras, I'm curious, I want you to explain to me how Libra is capable of going deep enough to talk about their feelings instead of just being like, meh, whatever feelings. Like I'm going to go find someone else who's going to pay attention to me. I mean, that's to me, that's a really superficial view of Libra when it comes to the moon. Libra moons are I know. So we'll get different. there. Yeah. They're that's so why I different. Said, yeah. We'll I get mean, there and I mean, you'll explain the, it to me. Yeah. I mean, cancer, cancer moons, they say are the most, the strongest moons. They're the ones who understand emotion better than anybody. So I think that they are, I mean, I, I had the, the, uh, privilege of talking to one recently who I read her chart and I fucking loved her. She was amazing. And she understood emotions in a way that I wish I could understand. Now, do they, is it really that they understand them or are they just capable of emoting them? No, they understand them. They understand them better than any, any sign. Hmm. So that's, what's really amazing. They know that their feelings change and they're okay with that. They're fully aware and present and why being around one, you know, being around an Aries or a Leo as a sun, that's, you're like, man, they're so confident being around a cancer moon. That's emotional confidence. And that's something I'm really interested in. Hmm. So I really like them. The idea of them being with another water moon, like a Scorpio, but I also obviously love them with Taurus. And I think I'd like them with Capricorn because I just think that Capricorn's really intrigued by emotion. They don't dismiss it. They're like, well, explain that to me. Explain that to me. I think that would be a really cool pairing as well. Okay. Obviously Virgo too, but you don't like Virgo and Cancer. But I think that they'd be cool together as well. Because Earth signs are curious. They want to understand and they they actually want to feel. <laughs> Air signs, um, they're curious, but they don't want to feel. And they're annoyed. And then fire signs are like, you know, you dwell too much. Like, I want to feel and move on. Like, you're so... You dwell way too much, but I don't, I don't know. I think cancer moon can work with a lot of people. I do. My sister-in-law has a cancer moon in the seventh oh, wow. house. 
Oh, wow. That's intense. That explains so much. <laughs> so what this do you- is the aqua, by the way, the aqua mm. with the cancer moon in the seventh house. What do you, what's your favorite person, like moon with a cancer moon? And what do you think about cancer moons? Um, I don't understand them. I really don't. Uh, and that's probably why we're not compatible as an air moon. I really struggle to understand that mostly because I just don't under, I'm going to say I don't understand a lot right now. I just realized I was being so repetitive. I appreciate and respect the fact that they understand how they feel about things. Now, do I think all of them can communicate why they feel that? No, because they don't seem to think that the reason why is necessary. It's just that they feel it. I, on the other hand, think that the why is extremely necessary because I want to be able to rationalize it. It's just very, very different from anything that I can comprehend, which is fun because as an air moon, it's an enigma, which means it's a puzzle, which means I want to figure it out. So Leo moon, this one's fun. <laughs> Most compatible with other Leo moons, Sag moons and Aries moons. They're least compatible with Cancer moon, Scorpio moon and Pisces moon. They're very loyal and kind hearted. They have a flair for passion and obviously drama. They're ruled by the sun. So they're the perfect recipe for one very self-assured moon sign. So like Cancer and Leo, both very confident moons. You want to be a leader. You want to make the most out of any given opportunity and you want your partner to take note and appreciate everything that you do and all your strengths. You take no issue with attention or affection, both of which will require be required for your partner. You love excitement in all forms and want someone to celebrate life with. You're a true romantic. When you fall for someone, you go all in. So an action-oriented Aries and a very optimistic SAG are going to make ideal partners who have enough confidence to keep up with you. Stubborn, protective moons like Taurus and Scorpio, they don't make the best match for you. But at the same time, this is the other thing that I read. Leo and Taurus are both generous with those they care about. So if they make time for each other, this actually can work. They can What? Yeah. So they give freely and they don't really require anything in return except love and affection. So if they can figure that out, they'll actually work out. That's why you see so many of them together, I think. Leo moons can help a Scorpio moon trust the world more if they can get past all that sort of protectiveness. And Scorpio can give Leo the drive to crush their visions, basically. I love that. But once again... This is the opposite side of what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, this is more like if we had to look at it and the Leo and Aqua, they may be opposites, but their polarity brings them closer together. So while Leo is really hot blooded and Aqua is emotionally aloof, they're able to find a middle ground that really unifies them. If you give Leo moons the complete love they crave, they'll be really loyal, trusting and have a deep and passionate relationship. Okay, so you know how we've talked about on our Instagram live that occasionally we give shout outs to people who, you know, listen or follow. Guess who has a Leo moon? I don't know who. Angelica. Oh, yeah, known, yeah. Yeah. So Jell she's B. Yeah. Jell B. So she's a Scorpio and she's got a Leo moon and she's a rising Leo. So I started thinking about her because I love following her on uh, Instagram because she's like very like dark and moody, but it's also like very advertised dark and moody. So mm. that Leo is like totally coming out. Mm. Um, no, I, I, anything Leo, any freaking Leo placement I am obsessed with. And I just want to be like them. It's, I love connecting with these people. I think that you absolutely inspire others. You push other people. I think that your temper is fascinating and I don't get it, but again, here we go talking about me. Um, but there's just, there's something that's so lovable about a firecracker. Yeah. And they're also, they burn slower, I think, than the other two. 
They burn slower than Aries. Yes. Yeah, maybe just that one. Maybe it's not as much as a sag. I think burns slow too, but Aries and Leo to me have different temperatures. I like, just feel different like cook times. I love too that Leo's like not afraid to go deep. No, absolutely not. But Mm-mm. the thing I do wonder is that they want everything to be very happy and positive. And so that's why I don't think that they necessarily pair well with a water moon because water moons are not afraid to get sad, to be sad. Mm. I don't think that they view that as something they want to feel or something that they think is productive, which I can resonate with as a fire moon. I don't find sadness productive. I don't want to be sad. I will do it because I'm like, if I'm sad, I'll be happy at the end of this. It's like, I have to go through the rain to get to the sun, but that was interesting, (laughs) but I don't like the feeling of it. It doesn't appeal to me as something that's productive or something that I want to deal with. That's also kind of Virgo of you. It is very Virgo, but it is very fire. And I think Leo as a sun is drawn to happiness and positivity, mm-hmm. not sadness and, you know, driving through the rain at night. I just don't see it. God, that's like a throwback to being 17. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I think of when I think of Watermoons. So who is the best match? I mean, we can talk about Libra. How do you feel about a Libra moon with a Leo moon? I think that that could, you know what? I think that's great, actually. It's people that want to be validated, receive validation and give validation. Libra's not going to take the spotlight. It's there. They have a way of giving and taking, you know, Libra is able to offer something that, you know, Leo is still learning about and Libra craves loyalty from a partner. So I think that that creates a really passionate love affair based off of family uh, individual yeah. interests and it's not so codependent it's also beauty and flashy like their their house would be beautiful it's sparkly yeah I mean great moon very strong passionate moon I also love the idea of having a Virgo and a Leo where and I know a couple like this where the Virgo has a Leo moon and the the other Vir- the Leo I mean I don't know what moon they would have but I like when there's sinistry there I noticed that that seems to work because I love Virgo and Leo together, but there's that molecule where they don't click. So I think if you had a Leo moon, it would work. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So Virgo moon, speaking of the devil, most compatible with other Virgo moons, God help us all, Taurus moon and Capricorn moon. They're least compatible with Gemini moon, of course, Libra moon and Aqua moon. They're good at analyzing and understanding their emotions. They're analytical and intelligent. They appreciate a chance to solve problems and feel of service to others, particularly when someone's upset, they want to like console them. They love mental stimulation, but obviously they're very prone to anxiety. Too stimulated, you get anxious. They're constantly critiquing and analyzing almost every situation and conversation, and they love perfection. They desire clean and clear cut. That's going to carry over in their relationships as well. So you can be overly critical of yourself and all your potential partners because of this. You're guarded. You don't let anyone in. Sometimes you have trouble receiving help from others. So in a relationship, you'll do anything for the person you love. Both Taurus and Virgo moons are homebodies who value their routines and self-care rituals. They're both always improving themselves and the world around them. Virgo and Scorpio enjoy a friendly kind of spicy banter. They both love to talk about mysteries and taboos. Plus, they're good at solving problems together. But they're going to struggle with an aqua moon or sag moon who are more lighthearted and free-flowing approach to life and love. This made me laugh just because this is our, you know, you're obviously a Virgo with an aqua and a Virgo and a sag. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this makes so much sense. It's why we struggle so much when we're upset (laughs) because our Virgo's like, 
oh my God, let's talk this out. And we're like, shut the fuck up. I have my own, pres- I only my, like, leave me alone. I have my own contingency plan I, of how I handle that. I feel like our moons are our kids. Like we're <laughs> like, and we're like, stop it. And the kid's like, no, <laughs> like, it's just like, it's, that's what I think. Cause Virgo's the parent. Also the sun Virgo's is like, always yeah. The parent. So what do you think about this moon? Because I, I was interested that, to learn that they have feelings. I actually didn't really know that about this moon. Well, okay. So here's the fascinating part. It talks about how if you have a Virgo moon, you're analytical, you're intelligent, you do understand your emotions, but you like solving problems and being of service to others. Right. This reminds me a lot of Aquarius and Sagittarius, actually, which mm. is very like, okay, let's analyze it. Let's figure it out and let's use this to serve others. Mm. So I'm fascinated that those are not necessarily a good pairing for this. Maybe it's because they do it to each other and that's not helpful. Yeah, nobody... I hate it when people try and analyze me. But also SAG is SAG and Aqua are more interested in the bigger picture, whereas Earth and Water are more interested in... in I think that's the difference. Mm. So it would annoy that... I just can't imagine awkward sag having enough patience to deal with virgo moon i'd be like oh my god you're you're spiraling i don't even have have enough patience to deal with myself exactly so who do you like them with taurus right no scorpio yeah because i always pick scorpio for virgo it's just it's gonna happen and that is because there's scorpio puts virgo in their place like they're not afraid of them in the way that I feel like so many other people are because Virgos are scary. Let's be honest. And if that's ruling your emotions, ooh, like that's frightening. So I see Scorpios like having the like, yeah, what are you going to do? Leave me? Like if I tell you how it is? No, you're not because you <laughs> love <Taurus>. me. <laughs> no, but it's like, but you love me and you like taking care of me. So you're not going to go anywhere. So listen to what I have to say because I'm sorry. Scorpio is the mirror that Virgo needs. Mm. That's why on an emotional level. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like this pairing. Cause it's again, you know, we talked about this when we were mentioning Aries, I like elements that challenge each other. Mm. And I think that this is a great challenge. Yeah. It's hard with them. It's, it's interesting. You come from that position. Cause I'm always like with, with my emotions, I don't want to challenge. I want someone that matches me. So it's really interesting because for a sun sign, absolutely. But for a moon, I don't want to be challenged <laughs> when I'm emotional. I don't want to be asked, why am I emotional? I'm like, I'm emotional. Let me be fucking emotional. So I think it's fascinating that an air moon would say that. Yeah. I do. I appreciate it. But then and again, speaking of a challenging air moon, <laughs> I've, I mean, I've partnered with a Taurus moon and he definitely challenges me. So, you yeah. know, I'm getting what I want out of it. I don't know if he is, but I am. <laughs> it's interesting. All right. Libra moon, you're most compatible with Libra moon. Aqua moon and gem moon. You're least compatible with Taurus moon. I'm just going to shorten them all. Virgo moon and Cap moon. You could just say least compatible with earth moons. I know, but I like reading it out. Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn yeah. moons. Okay. They're diplomatic. They're social. They're clear thinking about their emotions. They're very fair and balanced. It's the biggest relationship role for them. And you're always the diplomatic lover. You're ruled by Venus. So it's all about diplomacy. You're a very accommodating person that thrives in relationships and makes an excellent partner. Good for you. No one loves love like a Libra moon. In fact, they get borderline obsessive about it. They need to have a reality check in their dating life once in a while. You know, that's something that you need to have a long lasting relationship, but they want beauty and harmony and companionship in their relationships. So they have to find balance there. This is why I think Taurus could actually work, to be honest, but whatever. Libra and Aries, that could be an everlasting relationship. If Libra can kind of like tell Aries to calm the fuck down and Aries can learn to calm down before speaking, they could totally work. Libra and Leo, that's a hot couple. That 
would basically be a committed relationship from the get-go to me. Their relationship-oriented Libra will offer Leo, who's really loyal, exactly what they want. Leo spoils Libra with gifts and meals and clothes and vacations and all the stuff that Libra moons really love. And in return, Libra is going to give them all the attention and love too. Libra moon is the rock that Sag moon needs when they kind of want to do other things. At the same time, Sag moon really makes Libra, you know, get out of their comfort zone in a good way, of course. Aqua and gem moons would appreciate, you know, the harmonious way about them still keeping with the fact that they're really mentally inclined, but they probably find overall that earth moons are not going to match their up in the air energy. I still think though, that I could see a world in which Taurus moon would work. This is the most emotional of all the air signs, air signs because, but it's, it's idealistic because it's ruled by Venus. Yeah. But it's, it's, they love love. But it's almost like the idea of love. It's the Disneyland, or well, yes, the Disney, the Disney movie princess love. emotional. Yeah. yeah, they're in a field singing about it. That's the, Libra Moon. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. She put her hands on her hips. Like I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, like Peter Pan. So that's they're different. They're really different than Aqua and Gemini to me. So what do you think? I had to look. I know two people with Libra moons. One of them I was in a situationship with for seventeen years long time you know this person and they're Pisces the other one is one of our old interns and she does video content for us now she's lovely I think that this is beautiful but I do see this struggle here in relationships because it is so idealistic and because it is so much of that well this doesn't fulfill the idea I had of what love Mm. is supposed to be like oh yeah and you can't rationalize with that. You cannot talk to somebody and be like, okay, you need to get out of your head because that's not what it's really. Yes, it is. That is exactly what it's supposed to look like. And I will not settle for anything less. Yeah. Okay. Good luck with that. So there is that. I can see that struggle. However, I do find inspiration from them with their ability to set high standards and not settle yeah absolutely do you think like what do you think their best match is then in this scenario another air moon right no no who leo it's leo right we love leo and libra together because we just think of fame and sparkles and razzle tassel honestly i was thinking of taurus Mm, i see yeah i I, think I agree Taurus, with you. I don't know if it's the best match. I think it's no, an interesting but match. But I do think the Taurus moon can serve the Libra moon mm. and provide them what they think. Like they can give them that idealistic love. Hmm. Okay. That like, this is what love is supposed to be like because this is somebody who wants to serve me. And because of that, I want to serve them. Interesting. Yeah, because it's emotions, not basic identities. So that's, that's what the differing is. Interesting. It's not what they say, but it is something I thought was interesting and I couldn't help but agree with you in a lot of ways with that. I mean, we're, we're always here to like, you know, question everything, challenge the norm, challenge the status quo. Okay. My favorite moon, Scorpio moon, most compatible with Scorpio moon. Wow. Pisces moon and cancer moon and least compatible with Aries, Leo and Sag moon. They're very perceptive, sensitive and transformational because we always think of life and death. Or death, I should just say, with with said with Sagittarius, with Scorpio, deep and private by nature. Scorpio Moon is a motivated Moon. They kind of have a knack for finding out information. Think of like a detective. They get really deep under the surface. That's why I love them. Your partner should think twice before pulling anything over on you, or trying to cheat on you, or anything like that. You will find out. Few chart placements make 
for something so intense like a Scorpio moon. They want the same intensity in the relationship. Absolutely, this applies to the bedroom. They want to feel like they're part of a power couple, but that does take time and it does take them time to open up. They do not immediately act like I'm about to tell you, okay? That takes time. Otherwise, they're flighty. Scorpio moons are really loyal. They expect the same devotion from their spouse. Mm. They may have a hard time opening up and being vulnerable. So the people most likely to help them do that are going to be other water moons. And this is like absolute no questions asked. But an intimate Taurus or like someone that's really smart, like a Virgo, they respect that could make a really good match because they kind of appreciate each other. And also they help with the drive and desire that Scorpio has because he used to be ruled by Mars. Right. Right. Scorpio moons also get along really well with cat moons because they both know how hard you have to work in order to you know make it in life. They both put in the work and that means their relationship could really last. But my favorite Scorpio and Pisces moon, because they always seem to find each other. It's literally like a karmic lunar north node south node Weird. Thing. It's easy for them to get wrapped up in each other's kind of dream worlds, which is exactly why they both crave a romance and friendship together because they're on the same page there. Fire and air moons are not going to mesh with their emotional intensity as well. However, Aries moon, not to be ruled out to me. That would be hot. I could see the emotions there making sense. Well, especially since they have the same ancient ruler. Exactly. I don't think that that totally, I don't, I don't rule that out. This is my favorite moon. I love it. It's so maniacal. I just, mm, I, and I always get along with them. I don't know why. Probably because I'm probably because we're Virgos, but I always get along with them. It's just, they don't, the only thing I'll say, they have a hard time actually saying what they feel when they want to leave. They like, I feel like they get scared. So another fan shout out. Yeah. Pam's moon is Scorpio. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what do you think about this moon? I am fascinated by the darkness yes. of this moon. The I'm curious how it impacts a non-compatible sun sign. And I wonder where the inner turmoil is there with a moon like this. I think it, they, they're prying for information. I think that sometimes you say things and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then you're like, but wait, I still need to say that because it's important. And these things actually matter to me. Yeah. And you have to find someone who's going to have the patience to listen and connect and go to that dark place with you without judgment. Who do you think that is? I always want it to be Virgo. Yeah. It could be. But I like this idea of Pisces. I know. Me too. I think Pisces will swim in the deep. Yep. I I mean, Pisces, Naked. they are the deep. They are the deep. I mean, I think I talked about it on one of our episodes. I think it was like all about Scorpio where it was like, that's the person who wants to like take your skin off and touch your wet bones. Like that is like the person. That's how they want to feel your soul. It's yeah. like transcend. It's like, who is that? Who's that guy on love is playing the transcendental sex. Andrew this is, with, this the, is, with the eye drops. He, I think he's a sag. This is transcendental for me. This Pisces and Scorpio moon. Like they are going to, even if they are on opposite sides of the world, they will still feel each other's feelings. Yeah. This is like twin vibe level. I agree. Awesome. Sag moon. Someone you know has sag moon. I don't know who that could no. possibly be. Thank you for that. Is she sitting across from me? Yes, across. Most across compat- or across. <laughs> across. Or a cross. Okay. Most compatible with sag moon, Leo moon and Aries moon, least compatible with Cancer, Scorpio and Pisces moon. These people are 
curious, adventurous, and very friendly. If they feel like a potential partner can help them grow while still giving them a little space to be free, this can be a really fun and exciting duo. Oh, so you have to be with someone who challenges your emotions so you can grow. Sure. Okay. (laughs) You love to find joy, pleasure, and enthusiasm in all of your passions and things you're doing. And you put a lot of faith into love and matters of the heart. Someone who's open-minded like Gemini or Aquamoon, that's going to be great for you because you're really optimistic in relationships. But someone like Cancer or Taurus is going to maybe bring you down. You're very passionate, very open-minded and free-spirited, so you need someone to match that energy. So if there's one moon sign that has a bit of resistance to committing, it's obviously Sag Moon. You want adventure and variety. You don't want to feel stuck in a relationship, especially the wrong one. Both Sag and Aqua Moon. imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Like to have freedom in relationships, they can give each other space to process their emotions on their own terms without asking a lot of like questions that they don't really like. Like their fellow fire moons, they may feel overwhelmed by earth and water moons, emotional depth and harsh questioning, to be honest with you. So I thought that was interesting because I really like water moons. It's probably my son, but I mean, I tend to, I used to hate my fireman. I thought it not hate, but I just thought it was so polarizing and so frustrating and didn't want me to be committed to anything. The older I get, the more I learn about moon signs and the more I talk to my astrologer, having a fire moon is amazing because it's so optimistic and inspiring and It really makes you want to help others. And so I have to look at it that way as opposed to it doesn't want me to be committed. It's just that it wants to make a difference. And so I can't do something I don't like to do. I'm like, I don't want to do it. No. And it's really funny, too, because like you get really fired up about something and then you fizzle out of it. That's my Mars, though. That's not my Mars. Yeah. Uh, The other thing, which is I find fascinating and I'm going to blame it on your sag moon instead of your Libra Mercury, because we're talking about moons is the fact that there is so much, uh, unfairness or that's not loyal or they promise to do X, Y, Z, and then they don't. And then you are like, well, that's, that's, they broke my trust. I have no faith. Like my heart hurts. Like, right. So you're talking about that's definitely sag. Right. So you truly put your faith into matters of the heart and you make a lot of your, decisions business and other ways based off of how you feel yeah absolutely yeah and what I liked is this was the most optimistic moon sign and I was like cool that's great because I do think overall even when I'm devastated I can pull myself out of it and I like to be optimistic I don't like to dwell too long which is why I think being around a water moon can be quite draining for me because even though we can get in there together after a while I'm like I can't handle this I need to be I need to get out of this now. I need to be positive. You can only be in the hole for so long. Exactly. That's just how SAG is, right? They're just like bouncing from different holes. (laughs) I had to say it for you. (laughs) So who's your favorite match for SAG Moon? Aquarius. Aw. So sweet. And not, just because, and not just because your husband is an aqua moon. Actually, oh, yeah. I, I forgot think, about that. I was, I was thinking, thinking about myself. I yeah. About you. I yeah, I was thinking about myself. I think that there's a level of intellect, support, positivity humanitarianism and thinking of the collective that the two of us agree with that we put our heads together and you lead through feeling and I lead through thought yeah and with that we could probably start a cult because you know (laughs) you're gonna be like do you feel this and I was like here's the signs behind the feeling right (laughs) so I just I think that they support each other in doing really outlandish and wild risk taking that most people are afraid to do absolutely 
I, I agree with Aquamoon. I also really love the idea of SAG being with another fire moon. I think that that would be emotionally exciting. terrifying. Oh, I think it's exciting. I have a lot of firemen's in my life. Like, I don't know why that is, but what most of my life do? are firemen's. No, like realistically from a compatibility point mm-hmm. of view, since we're technically supposed to be talking about, you know, your compatibility secret, how would you handle someone who fought back with their emotions as hard as you do? Well, I have. I've been with many fire signs and fire moons. Uh, I like it because I like fighting. So that, but it isn't necessarily healthy. But you're also now like, you know, you're a little bit older, more mature, more wise. My Virgo wouldn't like it. Let's be honest. It wouldn't like it. But the fire moon loves it. The fire moon's like, this is great. We're going to make a difference by fighting. We're going to find some sort of answer at the end of this. But do you think that resolution comes with that or do you think it's just fighting? Sometimes, yeah. And sometimes not. I think it depends on who you're fighting with. I do love fighting. It always makes me feel better. I, I, like, am so, I like hate sex. I'm not into that. Oh, it always makes me feel better. But no. that's also my partner and I will fight and then we're like, we make, we have a breakthrough. And so I think that's just kind of the way that I do things. And I love, I just like when someone shows how they're feeling to me. Capricorn moon. <laughs> Most compatible with, this is a really interesting moon. Other cat moons, Taurus moons, and Virgo moons, least compatible with Aqua moon, Libra moon, and Gemini moon. They give their all to developing their relationships. They're always climbing, always reaching and striving to the best. Always thinking about how their knowledge and skills can be applied in real situations to get things done. They can definitely benefit from integrating some, you know, self-compassion into the way that they see themselves. They're actually some of the most reliable people in all the Zodiac and some of the most loyal, which I thought was really interesting. My mom has a Capricorn moon. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. And my other sister-in-law has a Capricorn Mm. moon. Both very reliable. Interesting. They take their responsibilities very seriously, and that includes relationships. They tend to react emotionally if they fail to accomplish something or if they don't fulfill their commitments at the like really impossibly high standards that they have set for themselves. Daddy Saturn, wink, wink, rules over them. So someone like who's kind of serious, like a Virgo or a Taurus moon, they're going to understand and also entertain their need to sort of go towards their goals, you know, and master that. Capricorn and Virgo moons, they're very business oriented and practical. They don't kind of, you know, mince words. So they get along really, really well. Capricorn and Pisces moon, they really complement each other. Pisces moon is willing to sort of let them be in control because Capricorn's going to take in charge because Capricorn is by far the most dominant of all the earth signs. That's just what's going to happen. Pisces will help Capricorn open up and then Capricorn will help Pisces learn to be an adult, you know, responsible. At the same time, you may also appreciate that Cancer Moon's more nurturing take on a disciplined home life is something that you connect with. Libra Moon may pressure you too much to come down from your mountain and meet in the middle. So I don't love the idea of Libra Moon with Capricorn Moon. I don't really like anyone with Capricorn Moon except for water and earth. But what do you think? You're looking at me like mischievously. Why, uh, do you, why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm thinking about my Cancer Libra parents. Okay, but those aren't moon signs. No, but she has a Capricorn moon. And I was thinking about the sinistry Ah. behind that with his cancer placement. Interesting, Yeah, yeah. And I don't, he's not available on CoStar, so I couldn't look him up. But there's something inspiring about spending time with them. They have an incredible work ethic. They're able to really like dive in and focus on things. They take their responsibilities and their family very seriously. Who do you think is our best match? I honestly think Virgo moon. 
Like I get that a water moon can make them open up, but I think having someone else who's like can really understand your drive or maybe Scorpio, I think that's going to be great for you because that's what feels you and that's what makes you happy and that's what makes you feel emotionally connected to someone, someone that's going to really, you know, take stock in your dreams. I think the Virgo moon would be a hard pairing just because of how critical Virgo is. No, they're both critical though. But that, but with emotions, not so much. With emotions, with the Virgo moon, they're not as critical of others and more critical of themselves. Okay. Yeah, they want to be of service. So I think that they would really like inspire them. Be like, yeah, we should do that. Let's make a plan. And Capricorn to be like, okay, that's fantastic. I love plans. I know. Whereas Pisces moon would just, you know, just give emotional support, which is fine. And it'll kind of help them dream. But I think that the Virgo moon's actually going to put in the legwork. And I think that they appreciate that. I think that they would appreciate that more than they would appreciate emotional support. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Aquamoon. Most compatible with Aquamoon, Libra moon and Gemini moon. And they're least compatible with Taurus, Virgo and Capricorn moon. This is a very open-minded and independent person. They're very calm, cool, and collected. And they know how to handle situations independently. And they work, you know, for the cause, for the collective. It's why they're a bit more, they think about a lot about how they're thinking and what who they are. And so they'll talk about themselves that really they're just talking. It's almost like you're perceiving it as someone being selfish, but they're not selfish. They're not even arrogant. It's that they're just talking. And so it comes off as, these are my thoughts. They're very unique. They're a little crazy even sometimes, like zany. They're really going to keep you on your toes. They have a very collaborative nature, though. So if you intrigue them with something, they're like, oh, let's talk about that. And they're very rebellious. They're visionaries. They take their sense of individuality very seriously. So they don't think like everyone else. It's why, once again, I think that they talk out loud. People might say, oh, they're talking about themselves. But really, they're just talking. It's just how they're processing. This can make them difficult to be in a relationship because they value their freedom just like Sag Moon. In fact, it's not uncommon to see them in a friends with benefits situation and also an open relationship. If and when they do find someone to settle down with, they always require a lot of space. So other air moons are going to appreciate this about them. Earth moons are going to find it impossible to understand. A spontaneous and courageous moon like Leo would also be great because you'd get a lot of like strength and, you know, cheerleader support. And they'd be like, you do you, you know? And then Aqua and Aries, they're really interesting how they communicate. They have to give enough time to each other, though, to let them actually speak because, like I said, they just talk a lot. Aqua and Libra are amazing. They see situations from, like, all different points of view, and they both know how to disconnect their emotions from their mind. So they're naturally probably the best fit, in my opinion. What do you think? Obviously, you, you know, you're familiar with it's, the Aquaman. I am quite familiar, and I love hearing this. It's not uncommon to see them in open relationships or friends with benefit situation because that is the story of my life. Not necessarily open relationship, but everyone who listens to the podcast knows that I've had my colorful history of infidelity with previous relationships. And I'm more comfortable in situationships because I can go do what I want. I don't have to commit to anything and I can be free and I can ignore them because I'm focused on another task. And, you know, relationships, while I do love them and I do love cuddling and all of that, I want them to go away for at least 10 hours a day so I can be alone to my thoughts. Aquamoon is a challenge. It just is a challenge. You want to snuggle. You want to be with someone. But at the end of the day, you kind of almost want to be alone. It's it's very it's hard to explain. They're they're the loners of the zodiac in a lot of ways. It's but hard not to in a negative way like Pisces. <laughs> no, I love being alone. 
Right. I that's really what I'm do. saying is that but I, I think your sun sign, just like my husband's, grounds you in wanting to be in a relationship. My, Without that, I don't know that you'd want to be as much. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Think about it. Rising Leo, I think the only thing that grounds me is being a Virgo stellium. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. I would be just like, whatever. Yeah. And he has the Capricorn you and, I might and the not Pisces. Be, you and I might not be friends if I didn't have that Virgo in me. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So I... I personally, I'm sorry. I know that you think Libra is great. I'm sticking to my Gemini Mm -hmm. and I just, I'm going to go hard on that. That is someone that I I know you say it's like both Aqua and Aries moons are unique communicators as long as they give each other enough time to speak their mind. You don't have to speak. You don't have to give anyone space when you're talking to a Gemini moon because your words overlap each other and it almost becomes a song. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much, it kind of reminds me, you know, um, what is that? Like, it's like a, Norwegian or Swedish or Scandinavian thing where they walk around the pole with the ribbons. Oh, like the solstice? Yeah. yeah. That's how I look at the the intellect and emotional like combination of a Gemini and an Aquarian coming together with their like some ribbons are the thoughts and some ribbons are the feelings and they all come together and they build like this beautiful thing. And there was never uh there was never a gap in time where someone felt like they weren't being heard or listened to, or there was invalidation, even with interruptions, even without the other person having to like pause. It's just a mutual, like we just vibe. We just get it. I agree. I think that that's, I mean, I obviously love them together as well. So I think that's great. Okay. Well, lastly we have Pisces moon, which is the one that I least understand. So they're most compatible with Virgo moon. Isn't your sister a Pisces moon? No, she's not. She's a Aries moon I think oh really yeah I think so oh most compatible with Virgo moon Libra moon and Pisces moon least compatible with Aries moon Leo moon and Sag moon they're intuitive very tender and sentimental Pisces is obviously a dreamer they're also psychic so they crave compassion creativity and something that's a little like different they appreciate a lot of security though and that's with all of their relationships even their hairstylists they're healers. So having someone around to help them when they're feeling like down is really important because they, they literally are drained of energy because they're healing people. Other water moons are their best suited for this because they're willing to get in there with them. They're very emotionally deep and they'd benefit from a partner who can kind of meet them in the hole, as you would say, and appreciate things like art and spirituality as much as they do. So who's a better match for Pisces? Another Pisces. Pisces. They see each other for who they really are. They're very intuitive. I mean, honestly, gorgeous combination. They have a partnership. Scorpio is also great because they're really intense. And then Virgo is going to help them because they're going to snap them out of, you know, them being too in the hole and being all dreamy because sometimes you have to be brought back to reality. Pisces and Virgo are very different. Obviously, they're opposition, but their differences bring them together. They're very attracted to each other's minds. So if Virgo can kind of help them to come back down to earth, no matter how hard it is, that would be a great match, obviously. And Pisces wouldn't be able to resist it. Fire moons are going to feel really draining and chaotic for them. And air moons are going to potentially devalue their feelings. You know what I see here? Uh, We are always, we stand a Pisces Virgo, no matter where it is in your chart. I see Virgo making a safe earth for Pisces to visit interesting like I see them like parting the clouds like the Simpsons right they're parting the clouds and they're like look at this beautiful home that I've created for you you can be safe here you can grow here you can learn here but god damn it do not mess up the kitchen because there's (laughs) a candle burning and you know as soon as the candle is lit that means don't touch anything in the house because it's clean Taurus is gonna do that too 
For sure. So I just, I feel this compassion here in a very parental way. Mm. Oh yeah, it always Which is. I do think, I know it's something that we've complained about with our Pisces partners in the past, which is like, why do I have to be the mom? Like, but then again, I think we also put ourselves in that place. On, yeah. And, and, oh, I, and I learned about that in therapy too. Yeah. I don't reframe the way you think about that. It's what they need versus how you're acting. I thought that was interesting. Wait. Oh, so like if someone needs something from you, instead of saying, well, I feel like your mom, it's like, yeah, but that's the thing that they need in the relationship. And you're judging the thing that they need. So if they have ADHD, for example, and you have to say like, hey, pay attention, like I'm here. That's not you being their parent. That's you just giving them something that they need in that relationship. And I was like. And you're placing the value that says you're being yeah. a child. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And that's totally Pisces, something a Pisces would say. I mean. Pisces moons are intense. If you look at celebrities of Pisces moons, they're geniuses, but their intensity is something that I just don't quite understand. And I think what happens, Jack, is they get lost in their their thoughts and their emotions and they can't get them out. So if they have an air sign, like an air sun, God help us all, because they're never going to get out of the you know, turbulence that is their emotions. That's why this moon intrigues me, but it's not my, it's not a moon that I understand personally. Kim Kardashian has a Pisces moon. So it is Kanye West. But she's a rising sag. Yeah. That's probably, she's probably so successful. Rising sags are very like, I'm going to do my thing. Tom Petty, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very complex. Chris Pine, which I can't Mm -hmm. look at him the same ever again after watching, you know, what is it? Don't worry, darling. (laughs) Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. I love it. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. He's a Taurus, Taurus, Anna. The Taurus helps him, though. This is what I'm saying. So, wow. So the bottom line, okay, your moon sign, sometimes even more than your sun sign, can really help you determine whether or not you're compatible with someone. Don't worry if your moon sign isn't matching up with your partners. Ultimately, it may just show off areas where you can kind of balance each other out. Of course, if your moon signs do match up, then that's amazing. It could mean that, that you're going to have a really long-lasting relationship. Yes, but as I have apparently shown everyone thus far in the last year, it is okay and sometimes things do work out. I'm not making any promises that this is my person and we're in it for the long haul, but I'm just stating that it seems to have worked out thus far. Yeah, and I'm very compatible with my partner's moon side, but we still emotionally are very disconnected a lot of the time because there's other things in our charts that don't match up. So just because the moons are compatible doesn't necessarily mean it's always going to be perfect because emotionally we're very different. So it's also something to consider looking at your Venus, looking at your, obviously your sun sign, your Mercury, your Mars. Those are all important. However, I just think it's so great when you see somebody who's like, well, my partner, you know, is a Pisces and I'm a Sagittarius. Like we're obviously not compatible, but then they have compatible moons or the same moon. I'm like, give it a second. See if there's something. Give it a minute. Right. Go deeper than the surface level that you've seen. Yeah. Because that's your true self. That's what they say. It's your true self. Your sun is overriding that by being like, wait, no, 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 I have to think logically here. And the the moon is like, but this is who I am. Why are you trying to hide me? So they fight. Anyway, we love moon signs. If you want us to do more moon sign episodes, let us know. We have a nice- we're planning on it. Yeah, we're planning on it. We'll let you know what that looks like. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited. Anyway, take it away, Jack. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We are available on all listening platforms unless there's one that we are not. And then let us know and we'll be there. Please make sure you follow us on social hand, like literally all social platforms. We're there, honestly. I'm trying to get Ilana to start posting things on our YouTube because we have a page. We just haven't posted anything. Also, you have to make sure to support 
Just Girl Project because we wouldn't be here without them and go buy their new book, The Just Girl Project, Astrological Guide to Every Situationship and Relationship. Almost. Relationship and Situationship, but I'm proud of you. I'm, I had go, to, I'm just going to hold the book and be like, yeah. yeah. I had <laughs> to, do you notice like when I'm thinking about something and trying to recall it, I stare up at a ceiling mm-hmm. or I like look up like, yeah. what is it? Like I can see the thought in my head somehow. Anyway, so go do that because, you know, that would make you a good person. Without further ado, I hope y'all enjoy the rest of your week and please remember to always stay, stay vicious. vicious. Bye. When the sky looks like a UFO and you feel so out of place.